Good morning. How are you? It's Brenda Eshen Shoshana back for another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And as we were saying, this segment is on Zen and relationships. That's a very, um, very, very interesting, interesting when you really think deeply about it. What is a relationship anyway? And of course, normally we, we think, well, that's how I am with this person, that person, a relationship with my work, with my body, <clears throat> excuse me, how I respond to it, how I feel about it, what the relationship gives me. You know, many of us use relationships like a piece of cake. Hmm, I'll call up so-and-so. I'm a little down right now. And I'll get a little buzz, a little happiness, a little sweetness. I won't feel alone. We use relationships to cover up what's happening right now in this moment when we're all by ourselves. And we think when we're all by ourselves or when we're alone that we're not in a very profound relationship. But of course we are. We are in a relationship with not only ourselves, which is an interesting way to think about it, but we're in a relationship with each moment that comes. And the reason that relationships are so subtle, I like that word, they're subtle, is because they always, each moment, each moment changes, changes. No two moments can possibly be the same. And of course, that's true for all relationships. And yet we expect everything to be stable, so-called fixed the way we want it to be. We do everything to keep it the way we want it to be rather than just allow it, everything, allow everything to be just as it is. Each moment, each person, each feeling that arises, many, many feelings will arise, many thoughts will arise. Even if we're sitting for 50 years, they will arise And what changes as we sit more and more, practice gets deeper, so so to speak, deeper, but more persistent, more consistent. The change is that the moments that arise, the thoughts that arise, the feelings that arise, we're not trying to stop them, hate them, reject them. They're, They're just arising. They're not defining our life. They're like background music. Or echoes in the room. We're not really taking them so seriously and we're not believing all of them or even giving them so much attention. Certainly we're not fighting them off. Usually we'll get a thought we don't like and we start hating the thought we hate ourselves. We hate someone else who had that thought and verbalized it. We're always in some kind of a battle or a struggle or vigilance against what's coming next, what the next moment is. Now that feeling of vigilance or struggle or concern may not go away. Zen practice is not to make something go away, but to receive it differently. It's a very, very beautiful and important distinction, especially when we're thinking about or talking about relationships. 
we may receive a tremendous shock from the universe. Someone we love very much is sick, or we are, or or someone we we really depended upon turns around suddenly and behaves in a very erratic way that's very alarming. These swift changes really become alarming. We are alarmed. That's nothing wrong with being alarmed. You know, it's not well like we're going to become some kind of a saint in Zen practice and never be alarmed and never have a negative thought or feeling. No, it's not like that at all. Yes, when we're alarmed, we'll just be alarmed. And we will occupy that feeling. We'll, we'll be with it. We won't let it ruin the day. We won't let it overwhelm us like a wave when we're surfing, just take us down. Which it can. It can very easily, and it does. And that's the wonder and beauty of Zen practice. Because somehow we've seen through it. We've seen through Over the years, slowly, slowly, we see through these feelings, thoughts, moments. We see them for what they are. And and as we see them for what they are, they lose their power to harm us in the same way. Doesn't mean we don't feel alarmed. It doesn't mean we don't feel bad. Doesn't mean we don't feel frightened. We would be dead if we didn't. So many people going around pretending, oh, I don't feel anything, I'm numb. No, 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 that's not Zen. Zen is not to numb you out. It's not a form of anesthesia. It's not a form of denial or blindness, actually just the opposite. It's a form of being very alive, seeing very clearly, experiencing whatever we experiencing wholeheartedly. I'm thoroughly alarmed right now, okay? Just be alarmed. Feel it, be it, know it. But don't attach to the feeling. We don't attach to the feeling. We don't take it as reality necessarily. As I said, it's just an echo in the echo chamber. Something is presented to us and an echo comes up, a a sound comes up. It doesn't really mean much. It's just an echo in the echo chamber. Sometimes an alarm is an indication, do something. And if it is, the and we're receiving it in a very natural way, then we do what needs to be done automatically, swiftly, and, and clearly. And that's wonderful. So this is also not about no more action, not at all. We take more action, but we take clear, beneficial action automatically, spontaneously. Our relationship with the world is more intimate, vivid. There's not so much separation between us and our feelings, our thoughts, the other person, and the moment, the world, as it is to us now. You know, the world will be one way right now, this moment, today, and tomorrow completely different because we are within ourselves. Other things are arising tomorrow other external events, other internal responses. And we really, really deeply, deeply get to see that. That's a very profound, wonderful understanding. I don't mean in your head only, but in your bones. 
that of the constant transience. That this is it now, that it's not going to be forever. It cannot be forever if you just let it go. <laughs> You're with it, and then it changes, and then you see something completely differently. We've all had that experience of seeing something one way and reacting one way, and then maybe we hear news or a new insight comes, and everything changes, changes. So when we talk about relationships and Zen, we're talking about a flowing river. We're talking about a process, not a static, fixed situation. And the fact that it's flowing, ever flowing, ever new, ever used, and many times use the word ever fresh, ever tasty, <laughs> it's tasty. Because we're alive to it, we're awake to it. Now, many people don't want to be awake to, to life and to their relationships. They want everything that comes to soothe them and numb them. Because we kind of know, we do know, that if we become awake to the beauty and the goodness in life, if just we become awake to everything that arises as it does, some of it will be very beautiful and refreshing, and some of it will be very painful and bitter. And when we are awake, somehow we have to taste the whole meal, all of it, not just the sweet good parts. We will will be more awake to the to the other feelings that come to to the other experiences, and that is true, and that is true. We will feel things more deeply. We will see things more clearly. We won't be able to block things out in the relationship, but. It doesn't mean it's going to hurt more deeply because we'll just see it as part of the entire meal. Because we have a rough time with someone at one point, doesn't mean the relationship is over. We're going to know it's just a few moments and tomorrow will be very different for sure. Because they'll be different and you'll be different. So we're not going to make catastrophic choices and decisions and actions based on what's arising right now. That's a wonderful, wonderful gift. Some people call it patience, but it's way beyond patience. It's way beyond patience. We're not really compelled to reject something so quickly. Because in our being, there is a knowingness that everything will change, change, change. Flow, flow, flow. The living waters, it's also called the living waters. I love that phrase, the living, I love that, living waters. It's alive. I remember when I was in high school, I used to go to this little beach not far from where I lived. And um, it was pretty much empty during the week. I would sit on, they had big rock juddies, big rocks right in the ocean there. And I would climb up on those rocks to do my homework or to read or whatever. And oh, how I loved being in the ocean but on the rocks and and watching it moving and flowing up against the jetties and onto the sand and just that movement of it and the wonderful, delicious, fresh smell of the ocean. Oh, how I loved it. How I, it permeated whatever I was doing, reading, writing, thinking, whatever I was doing, homework, on, uh, and it changed everything. And I was always so struck by the living aliveness of the, of the ocean. 
Oh, and the, and it, to me, it was a miracle, and it still is. And not just the ocean, the aliveness of our life. And, and, and how hard it is sometimes just to be in, be with that, become part of that aliveness, the flow, the movement, not knowing what's going to come next, but just being a part of it. It's so easy to create rigidity or resistance or fixed positions or fixed ideas in our relationships and in our lives. And then we think, well, I, I, I don't see the way out of this. Many people will say, I don't see the way out of this relationship or of this situation. I've heard that many, many times. And that's just one's limited perceptions, one creating walls around oneself and the other person. That's just ideas. Because just like the ocean, a relationship and life itself is always alive. It's living. It's moving. It's changing. It's breathing. It's breathing. I remember thinking, oh my goodness, the ocean is breathing like I'm breathing. That was so, whenever I had those moments of realizing it, I was so thrilled. <laughs> Look at that. The ocean is breathing. Mm. And I'm breathing. I didn't see it at the time, but the sand was also breathing. The rocks are also breathing, 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 moving, singing. It's kind of a song. Same with our relationship. It's always breathing. It's always moving, changing, exploring. A relationship isn't you or the other person, or you and the other person. It's you and them, and whatever happens between you is the relationship, those energies between the two of you. Martin Buber says it so beautifully. He says, between man and man, or man and woman, whatever, between meaning happens. Wow. Meaning happens. It's not in you, in them. It's between the two of you. It's alive. It's, it's an energy that begins to take place like, like a wave in the ocean between the two of you. And that's not just between two people, but between you and a tree, between you and a squirrel, between you and you also. When we do Zazen, that's what happens. That's what happens on the cushion between one person and looks looks like one person between me and myself sitting here meaning happens something happens something much more than just me sitting here breathing i'm breathing with the whole world the wind is coming in through the window a little little breeze that's joining the zazen the sounds downstairs and the street are joining everything joins and you join it and all together meaning happens because such a sense of fulfillment and meaning, meaning, which is deeper than fulfillment even, a sense of, oh, wow, meaning, it's a whole other topic, and it's an important one, very, very important, especially these days when so many people have lost a sense of meaning, so sad. I heard about someone recently beautiful, beautiful person with everything in the world who took their own life. And, oh dear, lack, loss of meaning. I believe that has a lot to do with all of the suicides we're hearing about. 
It's not just pain that causes it. It's this empty, hopeless feeling. But meaning, meaning is happening. It's happening every moment between us and the other. And there is no other when we really enter that space. But it's very, very important, especially in these days of enormous changes, which seems to rip away what was important to us, rip away our anchors, rip away everything we expected or believed. That's a time for deep zazen, and which will restore our sense of direction, purpose, meaning, and the beauty, the ultimate beauty of life, no matter what happens. So important. So important. So I, I'm happy to share this with you. I send all of you my blessings, love, whatever I can. And to, to, to just be still. In this stillness, you're giving room to be with what's really here with you and for you. And it never goes away. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, the URL is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to reach me for any reason, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.